Chapter 42 of Haworths. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Haworths by Francis Hodgson Burnett. Chapter 42. In two days, Haworth returned. He came from the station one morning, not having been home. He did not go to the works, but to the bank and straight into French's private room. The look this unhappy gentleman gave him when he saw him was a queer mixture of anxiety, furtive query, and amiably frank welcome. The frank welcome a very faint element indeed, though it was brought to light by a violent effort. Haworth shut the door and locked it, and then turned upon him, his face black with rage. Say, Samot, he ground out through his teeth. Say, Sama, Azul, keep me from smashing every bone in your body. French gave him one hopeless glance and wilted into a drooping, weakly protesting, humiliated figure. Don't, don't be so severe, Haworth, he said. I, I, blast you, burst in Haworth, pitilessly. You've ruined me. He spoke under his breath. No one in the room beyond could hear a word. But it was a thousand times more terrible than if he had roared at the top of his voice as was his custom when things went amiss. "'You've ruined me,' he repeated. "'You, a chap that's played gentleman manufacturer, a chap I've laughed at, a chap I took in to serve my own ends. Ruin me, by—' "'Oh, no, no,' the culprit cried out. "'My dear fellow, no. No, no.' Haworth strode up to him and struck his fist against the table. "'Have I ever told you a word of what was going on?' he demanded. No, no. Have I ever let you be aught but what I swore you should be at the first? A fellow to play second fiddle and do what he was told? French turned pale. A less hard nature would have felt more sympathy for him. No, he answered. You have not. And his chin dropped on his breast. Haworth shook his fists in his face. He was in a frenzy of rage and despair. It's been going from bad to worse for six months, he said. But you were not up to seeing it stare you in the face. Strikes are the things for trade to thrive on. One place after another gone down, and Jem Haworth stood up. Jem Haworth's outdone em all. I've not slept for three months, my lad. I've fought it like a tiger. I've not left a stone unturned. I've held my mouth shut and my eyes open. Aye, and held my breath, too. I've swore every time I saw daylight that I'd hold it out to the end and show em all what Haworth was made of and how he stood when the knobs went down at the first drive. I'd sooner have held than what's bound to come now. And it's you that's done it. You've lost me twenty thousand pound. Twenty thousand, when ten's worth more to me than a hundred was a twelve-month since. French quailed like a woman. Are, are you going to murder me? he said. You look as if you were. Haworth turned on his heel. You're not worth it, he answered. Or I'd do it, by the Lord Harry. Then he came back to him. I've paid a now for what I've never had by George, he said, with bitter grimness. For what you have, French began. Haworth stopped him by flinging himself down in a chair near him, so near that their faces were brought with an uncomfortably close range of each other. There was no avoiding his eye. You know what? He sneered. None better. I, French faltered. Blast you, said Haworth. You played her like bait to a fish, in your gentleman's fashion. French felt a little sick. It was not unnatural that he should. 
a man of refined instincts likes less than any other man to be confronted brutally with the fact that he has however delicately tampered with a coarseness haworth went on you knew how to do it and you did it gentleman way you knew me and you knew i was hard hit and you knew i'd make a big throw that was between us two though we never said a word i'd never give up a thing in my life before and i was mad for her she knew how to hold me off and gave me plenty to think of what else had you my lad haworths didn't want a gentleman haworths didn't want brass and you'd none to give if it did it wasn't you who was took in partner it was what jem haworth was aiming at and has missed by he got up and pushing his chair back made a stride toward the door french was sure he was going away without another word but he suddenly stopped and turned back i'd sooner take hell than what's coming he repeated in a hoarse whisper and it's you that's brought it on me but if i'd got what i aimed at it might have come and welcome then he went out he went across to the works and going into his room he found murdoch standing at one of the windows gazing out at something in the street he was haggard and gaunt and had a vacant look it occurred to haworth that some sudden physical ailment had attacked him he went up to his side what have you found lad he demanded the next instant his own eyes discovered what it was an open carriage was just drawing up before the bank rachel french sat in it and st moran was with her he looked at them a second or so and then looked at murdoch at his wretched face and his hollow eyes an unsavory exclamation burst from him what he cried out after it there's another man is there is it that yes was murdoch's monotonous reply there's another man End of chapter 42